Welcome to the Mother Forkin' Podcast. Mother Podcast. Where we feed you some real shit on parenting. Hi everyone, this is Megan, one half of the Mother Forking Podcast. Uh, Celeste is on vacation, now it's her turn. She is in Corpus Christi this week with her uh, family, so you all have me to yourself. That's right. Uh, No, really sad though that she can't make it. I asked her, what should we do? Should we skip? Should we try to do something? But she's totally, totally on relaxation mode. And you know what? I don't blame her. Been there. Felt great to unplug. So do your thing, girl. Uh, I just wanted to hop on here real quick. It's probably not going to be nearly as long, obviously, if we had Celeste here, because of course we go back and forth and feed off of each other. Um, so it will probably be cut in half, short, sweet episode. I wanted to first, uh, just real quick kind of do like a moment, it's moment of silence, um, or just some sort of, I don't know, just, I, I, I don't want to talk about it because I feel like it's talked about so much in the past few days. Um, but it needs to be talked about, needs to be addressed, and I'm referring to the mass shootings in uh, Texas and Ohio. It's insane, and it just keeps happening, and when will it stop? I'm not going to go into how I feel about things on the political side because I just don't want our show to be about that, Um, but I think I can share the same sentiments with most of the people in America, which is we're frustrated, we're sad, we're angry. And again, just something needs to be done about this. And it's just happening more and more. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to get that out there and just express my sympathies um, to the families and everything. Uh, And the things that we can do is uh, head over to a blood bank and give give blood, uh, donate to those in need. Um, And then, of course, on on the political side, you can go to your uh, local government and speak, speak your voice, you know, your concerns and get out there and vote. That's that's what we can do. So anyway, moving on from that. Um, hopefully everybody has had a wonderful week and, uh, not much has gone on in the terms of things just being uneventful. Cause of course that's what we want in life, right? To have smooth sailing. I'm really excited. Tomorrow is my husband and my, uh, four year wedding anniversary. So we're going to go and celebrate. Um, we both took days off from work tomorrow and Friday to do that. We're going to stay local, and we're going to pretty much just check out things in Houston. Um, Hopefully he doesn't hear this because he doesn't know exactly what we're doing, Uh, but I will share with everybody. Um, I made a little list. Yeah, I'm that person. So tomorrow we've got... um, Here I am talking about mass shootings. Okay, we do enjoy going to the shooting range, so don't judge me, but it's fun. Um, And we're really safe about it. We both have our concealed weapons license and stuff. So uh, like I said, we're, we're safe with it. Um, And we enjoy going. We don't go all the time. It's just every now and then. 
Uh, so we're doing that, and then we're going to get some lunch at this amazing place that has all fresh local foods. And then we're going to go to this place called Tantrums. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but it's this place where you're in a room, you wear safety goggles, and you just smash the shit out of old equipment, old TVs and stuff like that. So really excited. It's like a 15 minute session, um, but you can get out a lot of aggression or whatever. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about trying that. And then we're going to grab some ice cream. And then <laughs> I ordered our groceries. So we have to pick those up on the way home. Um, and then we'll be home in time to make dinner and enjoy the rest of the night with the boys. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Friday, we're planning on seeing a movie, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if anyone has seen it out there. If you have, what are your thoughts? We really love The Rock and Jason Statham, so we're super excited to see that. And, of course, this is like, what, I don't know, movie number eight of Fast and Furious. So, anyway, we've seen them all, so we might as well see this one. And then this place that we're going to to watch it is freaking phenomenal. It's massive. The screen is like from wall to wall, floor to ceiling, and of course, reclining seats. The uh, waitress, waiter comes by, gets your order. You know, it's one of those eat and watch the movie, but the food there is actually pretty phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. So really excited about the next couple of days. And then of course, a long weekend. So that's that. I wish I could ask my co-host or someone next to me like, hey, so what are you planning on doing? But it's just me. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, the weather and how it's actually dangerous for kids. And what I mean by that is, um, so, okay, obviously you guys know that we're in Houston and it's hot, hot hot and it's super humid too. So like today is what 96 degrees or something 97. Oh sorry, it was one off. 97 degrees and because it's so humid, it feels like 107 outside. So you're constantly sweating balls. Um the rest of the forecast for the week is 98 even 100 on Saturday. So that's awesome. Uh but in general, I mean the the weather everywhere is just getting hotter and hotter. So I don't know, call it what you want if it's global warming, climate change, whatever. Um but it is. It's it's getting hotter. And a lot of uh children are are dying and the way that they're dying is in cars. So they're being left behind. Uh something is happening and it's so crazy. So last year, I think they had in 2018 about 53 pediatric deaths related to uh, cars, like so heat strokes, heat stroke deaths in cars. Um, and then in 2019, we're already at 26 deaths. And the ages are ranging, ranging anywhere from newborn infant to up to four years old. So it's crazy. And they actually just had an article come out about this saying that it's science. Uh, there is like science behind leaving their children. They're calling it a forgotten baby syndrome. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're, they're, they're leaving their children behind. Um, and they're saying, you know, the reason why is 
It's called perspective memory, so it involves the intent to remember to complete tasks out of your ordinary routine. So a lot of these uh, people are saying, you know, hey, I'm usually the person to go ahead and drop my children off at daycare, but how about you as my spouse go do it because either I have to go to an appointment or whatever it is that I have to do, and then it's just out of their day that they don't ever have out of their normal routine that they don't ever have to do this. So it happens more often than you think. And so many parents are always like, nope, it's never going to happen to me, but it does, unfortunately. And, um, it, it just happened, uh, recently, I think in the Bronx or something. Um, but one of these, one of these stories that I'll share with you, uh, recently happened. So Miles Harrison, he does the same thing every morning, 5am before the sun rises, he's at his uh, desk with a jar of dirt. And then that dirt is actually from his baby's grave. Um, and what happened was back in 2008, so 11 years ago, uh, this Miles walked into work and a colleague came up to him and it was five o'clock PM. And he was like, Hey, do you have a doll in your car? It's really weird. And lo and behold, he forgot his one and a half year old in his truck. And, um, it was his adopted son from Russia and he was just so devastated. He had just, they had just adopted him months before. And then this happened. Um, and then other things, you know, another story is, uh, this little girl, Remy was sick. Um, so she hadn't been going to daycare and then Remy's father usually took her to daycare, but had fallen asleep after night shift in the ER. So Remy's mother decided to take her. And then of course, being exhausted from a sleepless night with a sick baby and she was running late. Um, the mom drove right to work, on autopilot, she lost complete awareness that Remy was sleeping in her rear-facing car seat, and it wasn't until the end of the day, end of her shift as a nurse, that she realized that she never even dropped Remy off. Um, so Remy later died from a heat stroke in her mother's car. She was only 21 months old. Uh, so parents are, they're saying that the science behind it is that parents are suffering from exhaustion due to lack of sleep and stress and then changes in their normal routine. Um, and then of course, any of these things can cause your memory to fail. I mean, looking back, I always am like, oh my gosh, hashtag mom brain. And it, that shit does happen. I, I get it. Um, and so they say like, even the best of the parents and the caregivers can overlook a sleeping baby in the car, which results to severe injury or death. And all this information is coming from kidsincars.org, which actually was referenced in that article with the Miles guy that I mentioned. And um, kidsincars.org is actually working to pass a bipartisan legislation in Congress that would require all new passenger motor motor vehicles to include some sort of child safety alarm, which I think is amazing. And actually in my husband's, uh, new Chevy, uh, not Traverse, maybe it is, I don't know, Chevy Equinox. There we go. He actually has that. So when he, when you put the car in park and, uh, you turn off your vehicle, take the key out of the ignition, it dings and it, and it says, look for objects left behind or something like that, or look in the back seat. So that's really cool that they have that. Um, and then the founder of kidsandcars.org, Jeanette Fennell, had 
said that the organization has been trying to get this driver reminder system added to vehicles since 2003, which is insane. Um, and they're calling it the Hot Cars Act of 2017. Um, so, of course, that wasn't passed. And they do have a, a device that plugs into your outlet in your car and acts as a USB, too, so you can charge your phone at the same time. But the moment that you shut off your car, it'll alert. It'll it, Like a man or a woman's voice comes on and is like, please check your back seat. Don't forget to track, check your back seat. So really cool that they have those devices anyway. Um, but other things that you can do to make sure that your child is never left alone in the car is just make it a habit of opening the back door every single time you park to ensure that no one's there. Um, you can also place an item that you just can't start your day without in the back seat. So it's your phone, it's your laptop, it's your employee badge, it's your water bottle, your bag, whatever. Um, and then another thing too is to say like, hey, I'm getting out of the vehicle, you know, is anyone here? Or if there's other people in the vehicle, let um, the other adult that you're with say, okay, I'm removing so-and-so from the vehicle to just make sure you guys are on the same page and both understand that, okay, yes, I did remove the child from the vehicle. Um, and then even if you are dropping the child off at daycare, uh, you can always ask the child care provider to say, you know, call me and keep calling me until I answer to ensure um, that my child, like ask why my child isn't there if I haven't dropped him off. Um, so that's another thing. And then other ways, not even of, of children being left in a hot car because the parent or child care provider has forgotten, um, but it's because the child has gotten into the car him or herself and then locks himself in, in and cannot get out. So making sure that your vehicles are locked at all times, especially if they're just sitting in the garage or the driveway. And then even ask your neighbors to do the same thing because, I mean, down here in Texas, you've got one house on top of another. So, of course, you've got cars right there, and it's like they can easily access them. So just even ask the neighbors to do that just to keep your child safe, peace of mind. Um, and then never leave your car keys, of course, within reach of children. Uh, I know Adrian is smart and just knows all the buttons and knows which ones to press and stuff. And then, of course, if a child is missing, if you're, you know, looking frantically for him or her, just check check the vehicle inside and out. It's been known that a child has gotten lodged in between the floorboards and just couldn't get out, and he ended up dying there. Um, even check the trunk, but just look everywhere. Even look under the car. I mean, you know, especially before you decide to drive off. But um, also, if a child is old enough to understand, like Adrian, for instance, he's almost three, um, you know, teach him to honk the horn if he becomes stuck inside a car. So always making sure that you're looking out um, and just being aware, really. And again, this information I got is from kidsandcars.org. They have so much information out there about this. And uh, information as to, you know, why it's, they even have other information about hot car deaths, uh, any backovers. So if you back up over a child or drive 
you know, front over, drive over a child, um, things about carbon monoxide and other, other stuff. So really important to just make yourself aware and, um, understand, you know, what to do in situations like that. Um, and then they, it also describes like warning signs of a heat stroke, um, an extremely high body temperature, which is anything over 103. If you have red, hot, and dry skin with no sweating, a rapid, strong pulse, throbbing headache, dizziness, nausea, confusion, unconsciousness, stuff like that. Um, if you were to ever see a vehicle or even a pet in a child, in a, a vehicle, wow, I just totally messed that up. But you guys know what I mean. If you ever see a child or a pet in a vehicle when it's really hot and it's locked, they're locked in there, uh, do whatever you can to, to open that window and break, break them out, do it. Um, that's a life threatening emergency. So when you do that, make sure you get the person or the pet to a shaded area and then cool them immediately using whatever methods you can, whether that's cool water that you have is if there's a shower, water around the sprinkler system, whatever it is, cool them down. And then if you're able to monitor the body temperature and, um, until it drops between 101 and 102. And then of course, 911, if there's any emergency medical personnel um, delayed on the way, then just call um, the hospital emergency room and just ask them for further instructions. Um, and But again, just getting medical assistance as soon as possible is obviously the best bet. So I hope this brings awareness to a lot of you that it can happen to anyone. Um, and I mean, again, you hear about it all the time and you just immediately jump to being, you know, judgmental and like, oh, how could you ever leave your child like that? Like, that's crazy. I've said it numerous times. I, my husband said it, like we look at each other when we hear these stories and we're just like, yeah, right. Like that happens, but it does. And it's crazy. And as far as being, a new mom and one that was so sleep deprived, you know, and just forgetting things all the time. I, I get how it can happen. Um, but hopefully, you know, the awareness is, is continuing to build and these other, um, safety tools are put in place, like with your car and stuff. And hopefully that bill will eventually pass for the kids in cars.org. That would be pretty badass. Uh, why not? We have the technology and the tools to do it. And I'm sure it costs pennies to install something like this in every vehicle. So why not make it happen? Anyway, that's what I wanted to chat with you about. Quick 18 and a half or 19 minute episode. And we, meaning me and Celeste, will be back with you next week to talk more together. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.